Hello. Happy Halloween. Happy impending Halloween. Happy impending Halloween. Yeah, it's definitely not our Halloween episode yet. We were trying to think of something special to do for Halloween. Yeah, because our episode drops right on Halloween pretty much. Yeah. Since we usually release it like Thursday evenings so that it's in time for Friday morning. Yeah. And Halloween is a Thursday. Yeah, so it's perfect. You guys will actually get to listen to it on Halloween once you get back from all your, I don't Heart know, crazy whatever the fuck you do. shenanigans. <laughs> like f- 50% of them are like, I'm just going to like pretend to be a child and go trick-or-treating. Yeah. And the other <laughs> ones are like, I'm handing out candy. Yeah. <laughs> that's To the children that aren't really children. Adults pretending to be children. <laughs> Young adults and older teens. Yeah. <laughs> I, I trick-or-treated up until I was like 18 years old. Yes. I did too. Well, okay. I no, got I away didn't. with it. I did not do that. But I did go out once because I had some friends over for Halloween. And yeah. I went out. They sent me out trick-or-treating because I was small and looked most childlike so that I could get us all some candy. Yeah, and that's hilarious because, like, you could have just bought it for, like, $5 at, like, a Walmart. Like. I know. One of them pretended to be my, like, parent. Okay, that's funny. <laughs> it would have been more convincing older sibling if they'd said older yeah, sibling. Yeah, but I was – it was this really – so we had a family friend that made me a cat costume. And it was this I big, remember. loose, fluffy – kitten costume i remember that not costume. at all what i asked for no it's it's her it was horrendous yeah. and it had like spiders in it every time i tried to like try it on after like you'd abandoned it in like the basement of our old home our childhood home yeah i i distinctly remember this costume oh my god and i didn't like it either <laughs> no offense yeah. to andrew's friend out there who's like i did my best it wasn't my friend it was a family friend oh okay um, sorry friends of family <laughs> it's not your fault so she, yeah, like I wanted like a cat woman costume. Yeah, you wanted to be sexy. And yeah. This, this and costume I got was the anti-sexy. And I got a big floofy kitten costume. So yeah. I put that on and put on some like cat face paint and went and trick-or-treated yep. with my friend like standing on the sidewalk pretending to be my father. That's really fucking funny. I know. Like he should have <laughs> pretended to be an older sibling because I'm sure he looked older than you. Well, but I not mean, old enough to have like a, a young. I don't. We didn't say anything. Child. We weren't saying. Oh, he's oh, my father. He okay. was just like standing on the sidewalk as implying you do when you it. Let your run, kids run up to the door. Yeah. Yeah, like implying. That, yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. I, <laughs> that would be a, such a funny, like, choice if he's I like, know. I guess this is my daughter of whom I am proud. <laughs> <laughs> he's got, like, no facial hair and has, like, a squeak in his voice. <laughs> like, he's still just changing. My daughter is 12. I had her when I was three. Like, <laughs> <laughs> So really that leads difficult. into my fear, though, those spiders that you found in the costume because I have a spider in my house. Yes, that's Andrea's fear of the week, right? Yes. Tell us about the spider in your house. I can't. It's too hard for me to talk about right now. (laughs) The spider might hear. (laughs) Well, okay, so it was crawling along the wall, and I was like, all right, you can have that wall. (laughs) Yeah. I'm never touching it again. But then it went onto the ceiling. Well, fuck, you need that. I need that, (laughs) because the ceiling is all, all around me. Yeah, those are... Not really something you can donate to people as easily. No. Um. So the spider basically just like stole your house. Yeah. And Muffin was hunting it, um, but it got too far away. And so she gave up. That yep. was it. Muffin's one of Andrea's cats. Just to yep. clarify for you <laughs> listeners. Uh, <laughs> her friend who's a cheerleader. <laughs> we call her Muffin. Muffin. Her name's Muffy, but <laughs> Muffin for short. Because right. that's how... Those that's letters how that work. Works. <laughs> yeah, that's what that number adds up to. What's but your fear? My fear is that the dark circles under my eyes will get darker. 
I have really dark they circles. Yeah, well, if I keep staying up, yeah. And the problem is that, like, I don't want to stay up, but I end up having to. Yeah. Like, I can't eat for a long time until I take my sleep meds, but I have to get ready for bed uh, prior to taking the sleep meds. Yeah. Because otherwise the sleep meds will fucking knock me the the fuck out. Yeah. Like, they'll just punch me in the face <laughs> and I will be down. So, yeah, and I'm worried about that because I'm just kind of like, okay, if they get any darker, like, my eyes are just going to look terrifying to people. Although, a lady It'll at work be good for said Halloween. I, that's true, it will be good for Halloween. I won't have to use, if I go as a zombie, I will not have to use makeup and I'll just be set. I'll be <laughs> exactly. pale and tired looking and it'll be great. Yeah, it'll be fine. Yeah, I did get a compliment on my eyes from um, a lady at work, though. Yeah. She apparently is an artist, which makes sense for where I work. Um, and we were talking about that. And like, she just randomly, this is the first time I met her, she just like randomly stopped me and was like, you have beautiful eyes. <laughs> I was so happy. I So of course, I so shyly sweet. said, thanks. Aww. <laughs> yeah, that was all I could say. I'm bad at taking compliments and yeah. making it seem like. I'm not good at it either. That's really all I do. Right? Thanks. But inside you're like, ah, I'm so happy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like that. Yeah. So those are our fears. My dark circles, Andrea's spider. And yeah, I hate spiders. I don't, they're, they're not, I, feel I like would call them an acquaintance rather than a friend. Yeah. Uh, shut up. <laughs> an acquaintance more than a friend. Ah, all he right. just showed up, hey? Yes. He yes. did it on purpose. <laughs> Hi, I'm a spider. He's like, this is Andrea's house. Perfect. <laughs> just exactly where I wanted to be. This is exactly where Google Maps said it would be. Yes. He just types it in. Andrea's <laughs> apartment. <laughs> On uh, spider Google Maps. Okay, um, so, so we have a listener email. We have a listener email. So yeah, in addition to our uh, fears this week, we're going to give you some fear. You're welcome. Yeah. That's <laughs> that's that's what you're here for, though. Oh so you are welcome. Not good. <laughs> That wasn't good, but you know what? It's too late now. No going back, Andrea. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's not like I could edit this out or anything, but I'm I'm not gonna now. I know. But <laughs> so here's our listener email. Um, it reads. Hello there. I'm a big fan of you too, and while I do not necessarily have a creepy story, I do have a very indie film series that was actually inspired by a real snuff film, or so the rumors go. I believe you two would enjoy. So um, the guinea pig series was originally from Japan during the early 80s and is by a manga artist named Hideshi Hino. He drew a lot of gore slash horror stories, and one day he was delivering a parcel in the mail that held a small VHS tape. After playing it, he immediately turned it uh, over to the police. Uh, in this day, like, senders, maker of the snuff film are unknown, right? They're still unknown. This event prompted him to make another addition to his film series. This one would be called Guinea Pig, Flower of Flesh and Blood, and is about a stalker wanting to turn his beloved into, well, a flower. Right. He that sedated seems normal. Yeah, that's, a, that's what you'd want in life. <laughs> he sedated her, which was nice of him, <laughs> and documented his actions, claiming that the drug would make the pain pleasurable. Fun fact, this very film was so reminiscent to an actual snuff film that actor Charlie Sheen, oh no, brought it, <laughs> <laughs> brought it to the FBI thinking it was real. 
The guinea pig films range from horrific to somewhat comedic. There is one where a guy who didn't feel pain started scaring his friend by mutilating himself. Oh. Uh, one thing to note is that they all have certain details in common, such as the victim always being sedated, so screams are never really heard at all in the films, and the killers always start at the wrist, making people believe that these details were from the original snuff film itself. Okay. My personal favorite is actually the first American adaptation of these films, American Guinea Pig, Bouquet <laughs> of Guts and Gore. Oh my god. That sounds like the I American love that title. way of uh, right? That's like a that's a good title. That's definitely the American way of translating something that sounded poetic. Yeah. And now they just fucked it up. Uh, while the others are shot with high-quality cameras and steady angles, American Guinea Pig is shot with low-budget VHS tapes, multiple shaky handheld cameras, and pretty bad lighting. <laughs> <laughs> All intentional, of course, as this film is trying to be the actual snuff film that was sent to Hideshi. The cheesy name and art is even reminiscent to the early 80s and late 70s. It has the least amount of story out of all the films in the series, and is nothing but an hour and 35 minutes of straight, well-done gore in silence, with the exception <laughs> of the director giving the actor instructions. Huh. Huh. That is interesting. That doesn't sound... I mean, it sounds good, I would like a story a little bit, though. Yeah, this sounds like a really artsy, pretentious director. Uh, <laughs> my favorite part has to be one of the cameramen chickening out from filming. It shows that they were all probably coerced into doing it. Hope you Yikes. check out the film in your spare time. It's very gritty and basically the closest legal thing you can get to a snuff film. Thank you for your time from Sleepy Baphomet. I like that. Thank you, Sleepy Baphomet. I want to. I do want to watch... It. I've heard of it. Okay, I haven't heard of it. You're just a uh, freak. Yes, I've heard of the Japanese one, and thanks. <laughs> okay, I do this thing where I, like, Google top scariest, most horrific horror movies oh, okay. from, like, 2017 onward, and yeah. then I'll watch them all oh, in okay. order. See, I do that with true crime. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So that's cool, then. Because you're discovering movies for us to watch. I am, actually. I've been doing that with Netflix, where I'm literally just going into the horror section watching all of them. Yeah. And I've fun. actually had a few good hits. Yeah. Well, you would, because horror movies are notoriously famous for being blockbusters and high quality. <laughs> yeah, they're fantastic. I actually have a few good ones, but in the midst <laughs> of the good ones, I have absolutely Terrible. seen a lot of trash. Well, like, the not the nun, but remember that one about a nun? That we started once. I can't remember if it was called, like, Sister something. It was or... actually called The Nun, but it wasn't The Famous Nun. Yeah, it wasn't The Nun that was in theaters. Yeah, no, this was, a, like, a weird indie nun movie called The yeah. Nun also. And we watched it, like, It looked years like it was going to be good. It started off good, like it was all creepy in a classroom or something. Yeah. And then suddenly it was terrible. Yeah, it took a, like, I could tell that director and, like, the people who worked on it had a good image in mind where yeah. they want they started off strong they but their effects it, right. it was their effects it was the effects that were really bad yeah they should have stuck to the more subtle horror of it that they had in the first scene because yeah. if you don't have the budget for the effects and you don't like just make try it subtle, to make them <laughs> yeah don't just don't don't do it don't, don't do just it. use like the a pop CGI. bottle and some baking soda and just don't do it <laughs> the c the cgi was so bad i know i was like i'm taking this movie seriously and then the cgi happened and i'm like never mind yeah. i'm not and then we stopped we stopped watching it yeah it was that unbearable <laughs> and i have run to a few things like that yeah i've run into lots too 
Yeah, so beware of Netflix. It will betray you often. Yeah. <laughs> I would say around two out of five times I get a good one. I had a friend and we used to rent horror movies and do sleepovers. Yeah. And that's how we like stumbled upon Hellraiser. But before Hellraiser, there was a lot of bad stuff. Yep. Yeah. Yep. My ex of six years and I... Well, this was when, like, the last blockbuster still stood as, like, an ancient relic in in our city. (laughs) And, like, we watched every single horror movie they had. Like, we actually went through their entire horror catalog. Wow. And then we started moving into the thrillers reluctantly. Yeah. Yeah, so there were some bad ones. The next step after horror when you've run out of the good stuff. Yeah, thriller, yeah, it's like the crack to (laughs) horror's cocaine. Hazel is looking at me. With my big cat. owl eyes. Oh, do you have big <laughs> owl eyes? So my cat's trying to crawl into the closet because this happens to us sometimes. Yeah, she likes the closet. I'm sorry, sorry Bibby. You cannot go in the closet. I need this. So I have a story. Oh. Fairy tales. Yes. Oh, yeah. So we promised uh, once upon a time. Uh-huh, see what I did there. That we do, um, <laughs> oh, that we do scary fairy tales. Yes. Or, like, creepy origins to fairy tales. So, yeah. Andrea, what do you have for us? I have the Pied Piper. Ooh. Right. That one is kind of creepy on its own. Yeah. So the story, like the original story, uh, basically took place in 1284 in the town of Hamelin. And they had a rat infestation. And a piper came along dressed in multicolored clothing, pied clothing. <laughs> and he said he was a rat catcher and he promised the mayor, mayor a solution and the mayor said he would pay him. And the piper played the pipe to lure the rats into the Vesser River and then drown them, right? Because they Asshole. just walked into the river. I know, Aww, poor rats. I like rats. I know, me too. Um, but the mayor reneged and refused to pay full sum and blamed the piper for bringing the rats. Like he was like, oh. you brought the rats here so that you could charge us to take them out. Yeah. So the piper stormed out and said he would take revenge. He's like, no one slams my exterminating business. <laughs> my 1284. This is the 80s. <laughs> the 1280s. The mayor gives him a bad Google review and he's like, that is it. <laughs> <laughs> so, I run a tight ship here. <laughs> On St. John and Paul's Day, while the adults were in church, Piper returned the Piper. I, I guess his name wasn't Piper. The his Piper. name might have been Piper. Might have been. He returned dressed in green like a hunter and he played his pipe attracting children. And 130 of them followed him out of the town and into a cave and were never seen again. Hmm. And there are different versions because this is the fairy tale, right? So there are different versions. So uh, some versions have it where three children stayed behind because one, like, couldn't follow fast enough because of having, I don't know, an injury. Like variety of disabilities. Yeah, and then one was deaf so he didn't hear the pipe. And one was blind so you couldn't see where he's going to follow. Oh. And the importance of them is that they were – left so that they could tell the adults what happened. Good. Right? Other versions say that he led the kids to the top of Koppelberg Hill and took them to a beautiful land, or he took them to a place called Koppenberg Mountain or Transylvania. Wow, that's a long walk. Yeah. Or made them walk into the Vesser and drown like rats. Or he returned after they paid him the sum or like twice the sum and brought the kids back. Yeah. And there's a Hamlin Street called Bungalosenstrasse. That is beautiful. <laughs> Thank you. Yep. <laughs> I named it. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Um, it means street without drums. And it's the last place that ch- the children were ever seen. And so no music or dancing is allowed on this street. What? In their memory. Oh, okay. And, and this is the story. The story, yeah. Okay. So here's the real stuff. Ooh. 
So the earliest mention of this story is on a stained glass window in the church of Hamelin uh, in 1300, which was destroyed in 1660. And a modern reconstruction, so they tried to remake it the way it was, featured a Pied Piper and several children dressed in white. Oh. So basically the general consensus is that this window was created in memory of a tragic historical event for the town. Oh. And also the Hamelin town record does start with a tragic event. It has an entry from 1384. Um, the quotation from it is, it is a hundred years since our children left. And that's really there. Yeah. That's like, so fucking There's weird. actually a record. Wow. Um, yeah, it sounds like they were abducted. It Probably sounds not like with something pipe, happened. But... Yeah. So there's no explanation. And rats were added to the story in a version from 1559 and weren't there from earlier accounts. So it's probably not <laughs> that they were lured away by a rat catcher. Yeah, <laughs> probably not. <laughs> um, so there are theories about what happened to these children. Yeah. So they possibly died of natural causes like disease or starvation. Right. And the piper was a symbol of death. Right. Um, some scenarios have it that they did go into the river and drowned. Oh. Um, or they were killed in a landslide or a disease during an epidemic. Which makes sense, because back in that day, it would make sense to say left in place of death, like it could be phrased that way. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, there's a modern interpretation that reads as alluding to an event where the children were lured away by a pagan or heretic sect. To forests near Copenbrug for a ritual dancing, um, and then they all perished during a sudden landslide or a collapsing sinkhole. Oh, dang. So they were lured away to go dance in the woods. Yeah, which would have been fine. <laughs> I mean, they're probably having a blast if these pagans were chill, but yeah. like, it's hard to say. <laughs> um, that's just a theory. It's one theory, yeah. Um, there's an emigration theory where the children were sold to a recruiter from the Baltic region of Eastern Europe, which Ooh. was actually a common practice at that time. For like slavery, probably? Yeah, slavery or maybe, I don't know. Something. Yeah. Um, This may account for the lack of records. And there are historical documents that do show people from Hamlin did settle parts of Transylvania. And possibly in this past time, people of towns were referred to as children of the town or town children, even if they weren't children. Right. So there's also the the possibility that 100 people went off to like explore and... And died. And settle. No, maybe they just settled in Transylvania. Oh. Yeah. And like start. So it could even be that they didn't... Like, leaving meant, like, actually, they just, like, left. Yeah, they just went to settle another town. Yeah. That's really, that would be a really dramatic way of saying that it is 100 years since our children left. As opposed to just Why being, like. Why would they do that? And then 100 people left to settle in Transylvania. Yeah. Like, yeah, <laughs> they just made it sound so dark, if that's I know. the case. And I suspect it might not be that. I it think might something might have happened worst. to the children. Yeah. Um. There's a Lunenburg manuscript which gives an account of an event rendered an inscription on a house known as Rattenfängerhaus, which is means rat catcher's house. <laughs> Rattenfängerhaus. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. There's some link the disappearance to the mass psychogenic illness in the form of dancing mania. Oh, right. Which was the dancing mania outbreaks in the 13th century, including one in 1237 in which large groups of children traveled from Erfurt to Arnstadt, hmm. which is 20 kilometers, Wow! jumping and dancing all the way, similar to how they followed the Pied Piper in the story. And that has happened before in the old days. It Apparently has, a lot yeah. of people really yeah. were like dancing enough to die over it. Yeah. Um, and then others suggest that the children left Hamlin to be part of a pilgrimage 
a military campaign or a children's crusade. One crusade did occur in 1212, and they never returned to their parents. And the townspeople made up the story of the Pied Piper as the leader to avoid the wrath of the church or king. Yeah, because basically they sent their children off to war. They basically lost their kids. Basically, yeah. Yeah. And present-day Hamelin maintains information on their website, and they actually held a tourist festival in 2009 to mark the 725th anniversary of the disappearance of the children. Wow. Yeah, interesting. Okay, so it does sound like they actually did disappear somehow. It does, yeah. Or at least that's what they believe. It it seems like it could have happened. Weird shit happened back in the 1300s. Those were tough times. I know. You're still in the prime of your life. still a wee one. Yeah. (laughs) All right, so... I also have a fairy tale. Yay. Uh, I did more of the uh, fictional origins, because mm-hmm. as it turns out, there are a lot of Cinderella stories out there. And, oh. Yeah, there are a lot. Gee. I only picked, like, yeah. some, but there are a bajillion different versions of Cinderella out there. Oh. Um, from, like, various places throughout the world, too. Yeah. Like, everyone has this story, which I think That's is interesting. That's cool, actually. Yeah, like, they all picked it up from each other, or they all just really, really liked this theme yeah. of a tortured girl. They just girl. all thought of a theme. They just all really liked shoes and um, upset women. (laughs) Like, all right, so Origins of Cinderella. So a lot of us have already heard that the original story of Cinderella isn't really like the Disney version, right? In this earlier version of the tale, the Brothers Grimm version, when the glass slipper is finally brought to Cinderella's home, her cruel stepsisters actually slice off their own heels and toes in order to fit into the slipper themselves. Which seems like it would be obvious, Uh, as the prince puts a shoe onto very profusely bleeding foot. Yeah, exactly. Like, I'm guessing, like, they tried to sneak it. One cut off a toe, the other cut off her heel, but a drop of blood did give her away. Oh, and I'm okay. just like a drop. Just one drop. <laughs> I know. I'm like, wouldn't it? I, like, this is what, yeah. Like, while it is still discovered to only truly fit Cinderella, like, and this is what I wrote and is really gross and bloody by the time it gets to her, poor girl. Right? She's, she's like, like, I mm. don't, I'm not putting my foot. No. Yeah. She's like, no, no, the, uh, this is a biohazard. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, in this earlier tale, Cinderella's evil stepmother and stepsisters are also viciously punished for their cruelties against her once it's revealed that she's the one the shoe fits. In many versions, this sort of um, justice kind of moral comes in the form of the stepsisters having their eyes pecked out by birds. That's a good thing. Um, <laughs> I mean. I mean, it's justice. It's good for justice. That was the theme that that fairy tale was going for. I like that. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure something similar happens to the stepmother too, but it depends on the the precise telling of the tale. I read the that version. Yeah. Once, oh, but you I don't did? remember what happened to stepsister or stepmother. Yeah, I don't. I haven't. I read it too. Mm-hmm. Actually, my same ex. She's coming up a lot these in this episode. <laughs> um, had a book of the grim fairy tales, like an original book of them. Yeah. Yeah. And they're all kind of like the same as the Disney, except a little bit more of a bummer. Yeah. Kind of. I found this one book and it was awesome. It was like a bunch of these fairy tales. Can't remember the title of it, but it was like something grim or whatever. And yeah, yeah it was just really good. It sounds really cool. It'd be nice to find a big fairy tale book like that now. And you probably could. I'll have to check it out. So while a lot of us have heard like that one, like of the grim one, like a lot of people know that story with the foot yeah. cutting thing originating yeah the one that originates in germany mm-hmm. yeah um you might not have heard a couple of cinderella's other origin stories and there's one that dates back to ancient china 
Yeshen is one of the oldest known variants of Cinderella. In this version of the fairy tale, Yeshen is the daughter of the local tribal leader, um, a man who died when she was young. And because her mother was also deceased, Yeshen uh, is basically put under the care of her father's second wife, who abuses her. Mm-hmm. And she befriends a large magical fish, <laughs> which, as you do. Um, which is the reincarnation of her deceased mother and becomes, like, her beloved guardian, right? Like, she loves this fish. Right. The fish talks and she talks and... That's good. They hit it off. (laughs) Yeah, they're very happy. Um, however, her fucked up stepmother and half-sister kill the fish by stabbing it with a dagger and then eating it for dinner. No, oh my god, I would murder them. Yeah, me too. It's my magic fish. I would be so devastated. Can you imagine? Like, if you're, you'd be devastated if your cats were murdered, but, like, what if they could talk to you and you had, like, this whole thing with them and they're, then they're, yeah, that'd Ugh. be a lot. And this is, like, her only comfort, right? Like, so following the death of her beloved and only friend, and under the instruction of an ancient ancestor of hers who appears to her, Ye Shen saves the bones of the fish. And after burying the bones in the four corners of her bedroom, Ye Shen is able to harness their magic, similar to the whole having wishes come true thing, right? Mm. And though she is purposefully left behind by her second mother for being much prettier than her half-sister, Ye Shen is able to use that magic to dress appropriately enough to attend a grand festival for the new year. Okay. Unfortunately, her stepfamily recognizes her at the festival, causing her to flee and accidentally lose her shoe. I'm pretty sure it was an armal shoe, but who knows? <laughs> it could be it could be anything, guys. Afterwards, the king of another like seaside sort of island obtains the shoe. It gets to him, and he's curious about it as it is remarkably light. Uh, the king searches everywhere and finally comes upon, upon Yeshan's house. He sees how beautiful the girl is and falls in love with her and eventually rescues her from her cruel stepmother. So she actually gets a happy ending after That's the good. poor fish. Although I still be really upset about my fish. Um, there is a quote from mother. it. Yeah, right? Like, this is her fish mom. But um, apparently there is a quote where, like, the ancestor comes to her and says, you know, though the body of the fish was destroyed, the spirit of... The fish, your mother is still alive. I'm still upset. And the ancestor might even have been her mother in some versions. No. Like who came to her as a ghost. I'm still sad. It does though, because at (laughs) least it's just the body and like the they didn't like just kill her mother completely. So there are a lot of variations of Cinderella out there, but another one that I picked with that has a darker twist is from the Italian Pentamarone. Yes. Which is a 17th century fairy tale collection by Italian poet and courtier, Giambattista Basile. Right. I like him. I like that name. Yeah. It's, it's mine good. now. Yeah. Getting it legally <laughs> changed. Now, so in what is sometimes translated to the cat Cinderella. Oh. Yeah, it sounds cool, hey? She's not a cat in it, though. I don't know. Oh, then what the fuck? But some Italian translation, I'm guessing. Yeah. Okay. Um, Cinderella actually kind of murders someone. Okay. And, I'm sure she had a good reason. Um, in this version, <laughs> Cinderella's father is still a widower who remarries, um, but Cinderella, under the instruction of her manipulative governess, actually just fucking snaps her new sna- her new stepmother's neck with a lid of a dressing trunk. Oh. Well, bam. Yep. 
the governess. But the governess is the one that told her to. Yeah, and I, I'm pretty sure she's young at this point in the story, so she might just be thinking, like, oh, I must to protect my father or something. Oh, like, yeah, who knows, right? Too. Yeah, or play this game. Yeah, it's hard to say, like, what the governess said, because I tried to find a version of the story that was translated that I could read, and they were inscrutable. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm sure you can buy a really well-translated version, though. But yeah. Yeah, so... The governess then marries Cinderella's father, so she obviously just wanted the other woman out of the way. And the father, who has now been widowed for a second time, then banishes, like, he lets the governess basically banish Cinderella to work in the kitchen. And from there, the story pretty much goes like all the other versions, and Cinderella does essentially get her happy ending. But yeah, the Disney princess killed a woman. That's fine. She was told to. Sometimes you just have to be obedient. Um, (laughs) no. If you ever tell me to kill anyone, I'm just going to be like, remember that spider that was in your house? (laughs) And then you'll just drop the subject because you'll be that distracted thinking of that spider. (laughs) You'll be like, oh, what was I talking about again? Murdering someone? I hate spiders. Yeah, no, I I understand. I mean, if you tell me to murder the spider, I wouldn't even do that. I know, I wouldn't. I'm not. I left it alone. That's part of what makes it so scary when we have bugs in our house. Yeah, because we can't bring ourselves to kill them. Yeah. so So we're literally just stuck with the bug. Yeah, With once no other there, options. <laughs> yeah, they're your new roommate. Like yeah. that's that. They're Scary part of the family ass now. Eight eyeballed roommate. It happens. Email but yeah, us. So email us <laughs> at two scared siblings at gmail dot com and check us out on Twitter at two scared sibs and on Patreon. Patreon dot com slash two scared siblings. Yep, for one dollar tier, you get a special shout out and you get to make us say something weird, whatever you want it to be, something yeah. humiliating, something, something loving, that you email whatever. To us. Yeah, something that you so email. We know what we're supposed to say. <laughs> yeah, and we'll, and we'll do that, too. And with a $5 tier, you get all that and also bonus episodes. Woo! Yay. At the end of each month. So, yeah, check out our tiers. Yes. Yeah, you'll like it. So, now's the part where we smooch you goodnight after telling you a story. Mm-hmm. Sleep well.